Recorded in the darkest dungeons of the basement of Death Studio, Josh, Troy, and Ty present a show dedicated to bringing you, the listener, into the adventure right along with them. Pick up your sword or load your bolt gun, but don't forget your helmet, because it is time for some playin' and slayin'. Live from the BOD studio, it is Playing and Slaying, episode number 33. That's the same forwards and backwards, just like this episode. Watch for it. Uh, in this episode, we'll talk about what we've been playing, what we've been hobbying and purchasing, kickstarting, and uh, other, um, other gaming goodness. We're going to spend a significant portion of the show talking about the Brew City Brawl, which was uh, just uh, just over a week and a half, two weeks ago. Was it just a week a ago? Week. It was just oh a week. Oh my goodness. Just a week. You get one holiday on a Monday and it feels like time <laughs> travel happens. Um, and then, is this real? We're going to play it or slay it a dice tray? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, so yeah, then we'll do a player slate <laughs> review of a dice tray. This is real life. Um, this, I mean, this is going to be some very enthralling, exciting stuff. Um, I'm not going to kick around too much more of what we're doing the show. We're going to have a guest join us for the Bruce City recap, um, and you know, I think that's about it. So, without further ado, when you're playing and slaying, it is important to stay hydrated. So, thankfully, we are all drinking tonight. I'm glad to see nobody stopped after Brew City Brawl. Uh, Josh, what is in your your brown bottle? I have a Milwaukee Brewing Company, Pull Chain, American Pale Ale. It's delicious. I like it a lot. So, maybe you don't know this, but I'm going to put you on the spot. What's What makes it an American Pale Ale versus a IPA and an Imperial Pale Ale? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know the difference. Right, okay. Do you know the difference? I, I really don't. I think it's just the hop varietal, and it's probably yeah. less bitter than an IPA. I think that's true. Um, although I have had some APAs that are just as hoppy as IPAs, so hmm. I don't know why that would be. But um, but yeah, that might be that might be accurate. They're supposed to be a little less hoppy. Um, I'll, ask I'll, the, I'll go do some homework. I was going to say, yeah, I'll have to do a little research. Yeah, yeah. Listeners might help us too. We'll Eff- find out. Efforting. <laughs> Troy, how about you? I have uh, Lakefront Brewery, so we're representing mm-hmm. two of the, well, two of the many Milwaukee local breweries. Uh, New Grist, which is a Pilsner style, nice. Um, it's also gluten free, but I don't think you'd know it's gluten free if they didn't stick it right on the label. Uh, it's just a nice, yeah, nice Pilsner. Tastes good, not too heavy. Mm-hmm. Excellent. A healthy choice if you're going to be imbibing. Go gluten-free. Tyson, what are you drinking? <laughs> um, I've got some Tito's and some Van Gogh blueberry acai vodka with some white monster and ice. So, Tyson, in our last episode, uh, you didn't actually tell us what you were drinking. 
I noticed that when we did the playback. Um, do you happen to remember what you were drinking in the last episode? Had to be a Captain Conway. I think it was. Been drinking a lot of those. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was, and I, I think we forgot to mention it. Huh. Because we I were very... you guys, and I forgot. Yeah, right. Wow. So I, I wanted to get that out there, that uh, you were drinking a Captain Conway. That's Yeah, that's a fail, because I've never gone an episode without boozing, so... <laughs> right. Yep. I, I wanted to make sure I, that everybody I, knew. I, good looking out. I appreciate yep. it. Absolutely. You're the uh, you're the Scotty Pippen to my Steve Kerr. <laughs> is, is Troy the Jordan then? He has to be. He's yeah. the goat. That's, that's uh, what are we playing? What are we playing, boys? Age oh. of Sigmar. Age of, we played a bunch of Age of Sigmar. We sure did. Which we will talk about. I think we had a couple of practice games in between, even our last episode and Bruce City Brawl going, and then we all got five-ish games um, there. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Unless anybody had a practice game that was super exciting, but I don't think we did. No, I did not. No, yeah. practice is always boring. Yeah, I I prefer the Allen Iverson approach. <laughs> <laughs> no practice. 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 <laughs> You're talking about championships. You're talking about practice. Um, but yeah, we all have been playing some collaborative storytelling uh, games. Primarily Dungeons and Dragons, 5th edition. You guys are still within the uh, the temple, the, the fane of the Night Serpent. Uh, underneath the lost city of Omu and Cholt. Trying to get to the bottom of this uh, Soulmonger curse. And you're running out of time. That... Um, there's a clock. And since the last uh, update, um, Akachi, the the barbarian, was a statue, I think, uh, the last time we updated everyone. Mm. And he is now, um, what, what was it? I got a... You're not a statue. You're not a statue. Yeah, yeah. What, what I forget what happened. Tr- uh, Truffle Hunter delivered the right. last Greater Restoration the that greater restoration. Rattle had been gifted with. Yep, yep. Bryce was like, I kind of want this to happen, can it? And I said... It's a good enough story. Sure, let's do it. And that way, Josh doesn't have to roll a new character. Yep. So it was very excellent. I was holding out hope that uh, I wouldn't have to roll yep. a new character. So yeah, I think I went an episode and a half without uh, really doing anything. But I was paying attention and following along with the story. But we could have moved you around a little bit. Like, well, oh, was, like today we today we pushed the statue over to this room and. <laughs> We needed a light source, so we pushed it. Yeah, we could have Warren carry you like <laughs> a heavy, a a heavy light, like a light source. We just use the flaming axe as a light source, and then we would just like put you in the room and then mm-hmm. fight yeah. around it. Yeah, move me to the next room. room. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You guys kind of advanced more more through the the complex. Um, you battled a Hydra, um, mm-hmm. which the slow spell went off and that that changes things yeah we we, yeah yeah, we got away lucky on that one for sure um yeah i mean it made it a non a non-fight at that point but it was uh interesting and then we ended as you guys came into the the leader of this um group of yon t his uh his chambers with his throne and his bodyguards and all sorts of bad guys, so it'll it'll get interesting because you've been kind of grinding through. You haven't had many many rests, so some spells are a little depleted, some actions are a little depleted. So mm-hmm. it'll be uh, 
and yeah, should be and a tough one. Not a, yeah, and he's not a pushover. No, he's no slouch either. He's yeah. his bodyguard, and yeah. then he has plenty of uh, reinforcements nearby. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. But uh, that's Dungeons and Dragons. Um, time oh. stories. We can't talk about it, so we'll just move on to your next game, Troy. <laughs> yep. So we did play time stories. We played um, the intro to the second to last first ed- or whatever version one time stories. And that was the coop crew. That was the co- the co op crew. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just an easy. It was the one that Neil had gotten at Gen Con last year. So it's just like a, as you played an event and they actually gave you the deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just a. It's a short. I think we. It was only like an hour and a half ish. I think we weren't playing that fast. Now, is that oh, Neil from work? That is Neil from work. Cool. We finally got the... Yeah, because we had not got the co-op crew back together for a while. So, mm-hmm. And we checked out Oak and Shield downtown Walk. The first time uh, most of us had been there. And it was pretty cool. It was... Uh, yeah, I, I kept off Twitter because um, we had an experience at Oak and Shield uh, back in March. I went there my bachelor party weekend for dinner. Mm-hmm. And drinks and had some very poor service. Oh, I um, I will not. Yeah, it was like a good incredibly place. Incredibly poor service. Yeah, yeah. I I still not wouldn't that the food is the food, food is not food. very good. Yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's more of the atmosphere and having a place to that doesn't kick you out. Whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I like that. I mean, it was a cool. I like how they have they have opportunity. I think if they were able to step up the service possibly <laughs> to have a cool place because they have the upstairs downstairs tables yeah. it's a good decent location mm-hmm. um but yeah a similar experience I, I wasn't yeah writing home about the food or the i, I was hoping but i didn't yeah it was kind of average on both things i didn't have poor so i can say that but um, oh we did it was, yeah, yeah it wasn't good my yelp review would be like one star mm-hmm. but do it they can't yeah. improve if you don't tell them. Yeah, maybe I'll go on Facebook and tell them what I think. Hey, three months ago I came by. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I didn't want to tell you guys, but now I'm going to tell you so you can get better. Uh, and then you, did you play any other games after the We played um, Forgotten Sky, which is the um, Forbidden, is it Forbidden Desert? Uh, what's the original one? I can't remember what the original one from that same series um, comes in the tin and you have to there are co-op oh. games. There are their yeah, co-op yeah. Games. Forbidden Desert, Forgotten Island, or, Forgotten Island, or something like that. Yeah, right. Um, it's all forbidden something. So forbidden or, or whatever. It's gotten yeah. Um, so this guy, they kind of up the the ante on this one. You're actually have to. You're. I think the idea is you're kind of on some sky thing, and you have to find this rocket, and basically you got to want to wire up, find the parts, and wire up the rocket so you can launch. Um, and so it, the components are a little bit more than what are in the other games, which I think is why it's got a little bit higher price point. Um, but when the end, it actually has like metal and magnets, and there's a little battery in the rocket. So when you actually finish the game, there is like a little like do 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 little show, little show. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's awesome. kinda, yeah. Um, so it's kind of, uh, and from the gameplay, it's very similar to those other ones. I mean, you're kind of you do you have like a couple actions on your turn. You're finding tiles because the board comes out, um, and then you get to. And there's some special actions that can allow, you know, each character has a couple of special actions that you kind of break the rules for that character. Um, and then after your turn, then you flip a couple of cards that make things worse, right? And that escalates and eventually either you're going to die or you're going to succeed. And so, so it's good. I'm, I don't, I'm kind of, 
I don't, it's one of those, if I'd find it probably cheap, I might get it just cause it's uh, something that you can pull out definitely with kind of civilians and as well as gamer people probably. Um, so yeah, it's a good, I don't know we would call it six and a half out of 10 or something like that. Probably. Cool. All right. Excellent. And then, uh, Josh, you've been throwing some cards at people. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, I had a little draft night at, uh, Mikasa, um, did War of the Spark, the new set, and then uh, did two packs of that and one pack of Ravnica Allegiance, um, and yeah, it, w- it went pretty well. Um, there was, uh, I think we had seven people total, so yeah, we had kind of one rotated out, which was weird. Um, there was there was a question if somebody was going to come or not, mm. and so yeah, it was one of those weird scenarios. But um, yeah, I think uh, Mike Johnston and I ended up tying for first because we kind of ran out of time. But um, but yeah, it was, it was a good time. It's uh, War of the Spark is weird to draft because there's not a ton of creatures. Um, I mean, there's there there are creatures, but there's not a lot of really good creatures. So you end up like drafting some. Like kind of bomb cards or bomb creatures, and not a whole lot of other little creatures. I don't know. It, it just seemed a little sparse, anyway. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. I think everybody had fun, so it was a good time. Cool. I I also did a Magic the Gathering draft or two or three recently. <laughs> I've been uh, I've been playing a lot of Magic the Gathering Arena. Um, I had tested it early on in the beta series and now got back into it and um been playing a little bit built the deck you know you get the all the different cards and then you got to create them and get them in there got all the intro decks did all the tutorial and like the mastery orbs you know to build up and then now i just just go in and win your daily games and your weekly quests and every so often buy a pack every so often do a draft i went six and two in a in a draft nice before I lost that, or six and three, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. It's when you lose your third oh, game, okay. you're out. So, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, for my, it was like my second draft and then moved up uh, in the top silver now and ranked because I'm playing ranked with this red deck. Mm-hmm. So now I try to break through, win a couple more tonight maybe, and get into the next tier. But yeah, having some, uh, some fun playing in that. I, I still wish there was a way to combat slow play like mm-hmm. you, sometimes you get into a matchup mm-hmm. and somebody is just taking all the time in the world and mm-hmm. it's like how many choices do you have to make right now you have two lands and a card in your hand mm-hmm. you can do something or you can't right but i think some people do that just to annoy the other person yeah they yeah, want to get they the want you to drop people yeah. to yeah. drop yeah so, um i was telling <laughs> i said to to our friend you know friend of the show and wizards employee um matt i said it would be nice if there was a bracket you could play in that was like quick play where you have to do something in like 10 seconds mm-hmm. um and it forces the hand so that if people want to play that style where they're not sitting there mm-hmm. waiting and thinking and you just go and do it you can you can do that but for sure but yeah quite a bit of magic recently online for me that's excellent I watch Critical Role on one screen, and I play Magic: The Gathering on the other. Whoa! It's uh, <laughs> it's pretty great. I did download it. I do have an account. I did win the tutorial. I don't think you can lose the tutorial, but yeah, because you, you guys got. Playing. I finally saw. I think it was. I don't know. People were all talking about it, and so I'm like, all right, 
And even at work, there's a few people that play into, and so I'm like, all right, make, make sure you go do my toe in. Mm-hmm. Follow that Reddit thread that has all the claim um, like codes because mm. you can get a bunch of free packs and bundles mm. and stuff. And then if you have a Twitch Prime account, mm-hmm. you can claim a, a deck that's actually a pretty decent deck. To I'll start go with. and look. All right, yeah, yeah, because I am a Twitch Prime member. So some cool stuff you can get for free. All right, who uh, who killed zombies in a medieval city with um, magic and swords? Uh, I did last night. So John and my niece and nephew were also over, and so we did a little pregame for the scenario that we're going to play over at Nexus next weekend. So figured out since we didn't actually play that one in a again, I'm like, all right, let's <laughs> dust it off again. Uh, and I think we tweaked it because John and I then kind of as sat down and we're like, all right, how can we? Because there's still a little couple of little things we didn't like about it, mm-hmm. um, and so I think I may tweak a little something on the map to move the uh, one of the entry areas, and then we were kind of just trying to make sure we were balancing kind of the the weapons and create motivation to make sure that people finish. And we you kind of in the event you do have a physical actual time thing, right. so we I think what we've done we did once when we ran it was that game hole I think where we actually said yeah. hey at 30 minutes left in our slot. It's Guess popping. what? It's going to yeah. pop no matter what. Yep. Um, but I think there's some other things we were doing to kind of create incentive for people to kind of keep, keep moving along. So, but it was fun. It was, it was fun. We ended up, uh, ended up winning. Um, not too crazy. And we didn't have too many crazy. Th- we didn't have anything to make crazy things happen, but we also did. And we didn't play what we, I think we didn't. We didn't even have the dwarf, so we tried a couple a little different. Because I think we just let Ashton and Ryan pick the characters, and so we didn't. Maybe didn't even have the the most optimal character set, but it worked out pretty good. So it'll be fun. Yeah, I'm excited to play next week, and they'll be that'll be fun. This is like the only thing I think I'm doing at Nexus. So well, I mean, you are a featured game master. Like, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know where we would talk <laughs> about that, but when I went on to the Nexus website today to look into events and registration and stuff, I saw your face there. That's multiple pretty, times. Multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot vouch for whatever bugs may be on the Nexus website. <laughs> All right. How about some hobby? I've done nothing. I still am on I'm on like a, a hobby slump. And I need to figure out mm-hmm. how to break it. Um, I thought Bruce City would motivate me to do something new. It kinda did, but it's you either gotta be mm-hmm. Skaven or Flesh Eaters now, I guess. And I didn't I didn't want to start my flesh eaters yet. So then I went to a store opening, West mm-hmm. Bend, the new Warhammer store. It's branded like the Warhammer store oh, rather Warhammer than the Games Workshop. Workshop. Like they're doing some of the new shops. Um, smaller than like our, our local. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cool. Went in the waited in line with Brendan. We got there close mm-hmm. to the same time. And then uh, Zach and Dave, a few other guys, you know, from, from the Milwaukee area came up. Saw Eric uh, clap saddle when mm-hmm. we were in there. He was hanging out, and then Alex Gonzalez came up from right. Rockford with his <laughs> wife and their their baby to check yeah. it out and pick up all the store the new store yeah, exclusive so. models. So I did buy myself. Um, I picked up a Stormcast for for Bryce, and then I picked up the Night Haunt one and the Primaris Captain and the Terminator mm-hmm. Captain, and I got a bunch of stamps. So if you get ten stamps every fifty dollars you spend, being there checking in on Facebook, doing all these things, Thanks. you can July sixth go and get the special chaplain model mm-hmm. that's like the limited one and the 
Stormcast guy standing on his big hammer barrack, the Indomitable. So there's two, like, you got to earn the points through either purchases or activities to then be eligible to get the, the super limited uh, new store models in July. I already have one. Yeah. Oh, well, because, yeah. <laughs> At the yeah. End. Thanks, Ben. So, yeah, yeah, Ben had a, had a store open. But you know, it it seems it seems like a good spot. It's convenient. It's right off the freeway. Um, It's further than I'll go. I have one across the street from me. So why would I go thirty minutes north? (laughs) Uh, But you know, hopefully, hopefully, it can establish a presence there and um, and do well. Um, And I picked up the one of the new terrain pieces, the Stormcast uh, dais. Mm -hmm. So the circular one with the steps up and all the pillars around. Um, I, I'm really liking the look of the new storm vault, uh, terrain. Yeah. And I, eventually, I, I think I'll probably have to reach out to landmine and see if I can get a table's worth of that. Cause that, that would be a really cool, um, look for a table. Yeah. yeah and I was peeking at, at that too. And yeah, I'm like, all right, if I'm going to do it just by a whole bunch of sets. Although I'm like tempted. I'm like, this looks like it could be Necron too. So I'm like, how could you like? <laughs> how could so I make this a big Necron vault? Uh, thing? The, the guy that designs terrain for GW now, I yeah, think his name Ray. is Ray Dranfield. Yeah. His uh, his Twitter it's feed crazy. has been awesome because yeah. he's shown all these cool different builds and combinations of how to use these kits to get different um, mm-hmm. different looks yep. than you would expect out of the box. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Showing how things are the same height intentionally, and how you can put something upside down right. to get it. Yep. Um, yeah, he's, so it's so cool. I mean, he's done this set, and then the um, sector imperialist stuff they did too. He mm-hmm. has a whole bunch of stuff in there. Yeah, it's just really cool, kind of because he goes behind the scenes as a designer, like how they really have made this so interoperable now. And like, hey, we made this stuff the same size, and even kits you may not even think about. Sometimes on there, he'll be like, yeah, if you take this thing and flip it upside down, whatever, it's the same height as this other thing and yeah it's, you follow his twitter way back and you'll kind of see all these really cool tips that he that he gives and yeah. it just makes you want to like buy more terrain so you can right <laughs> yeah it's smart that they do that kind of stuff and then he you know puts yeah. that out there hey we did this on purpose because xyz yeah. yeah. one of the old ones just started going to tangent that i have where he it was the old um the containers the 40k containers mm-hmm. and then if you remember like they have the sector imperialist like the crane and mm-hmm. whatever and he's like well you take the bottom off that train it's just like looks like almost a railroad car track guess what fits on there exactly is the container and you can actually make like what would look like train cars and then hook it up to your to your thing it's like oh man like and that's yeah, cool yeah it's just well done how about you guys any anything uh hobby building painting or purchasing because i have done zero build and zero paint i had a little bit of a rush just to finish up the couple things i needed for brew city uh, Mm -hmm. some dryads and then i my big um what i really was motivated to do was oh you know what i actually want to do is a splay board and so i did like a 24 hour um display board build um, and I was happy with kind of how it turned out and I kind yeah, of looks good. It. I like how the stream over the rocks um, and, uh, and so, and actually I'm, I'm, my goal is I did take pictures all the way around. So I made dad do a little quick thing either maybe on Twitter or just jump something on the website. Um, just kind of like, Hey, here's kind of quick and easy, um, 
way to do kind of display and i stole stuff mostly it was like youtube stuff i didn't watch on, stuff i didn't watch on youtube for probably the last six months where i'm like okay now i got a chance and i really want to do it and so i mean it was it's you know foam sculpt mold uh you know the water effect and rocks and flock and all the other craziness that went on but i really actually did it in like 24 hours and it was only that long because it i think i mixed up the sculpt mold a little wet and so it took it almost a day for it to kind of dry. But that was the only time when I really had to kind of stop. Otherwise, it it went pretty quick. I had the same thing. I, I did a maybe a 36-hour uh, just waiting for stuff to dry. But, yeah, um, my display board also was and wasn't nearly as good as yours. It was just a very simple just get something out there to have something to put uh, models yeah. on. So, But, yeah. Cool. Excellent. Should we move in the Kickstarter? Yeah. Not a lot of Kickstarting. I have not backed anything in some time now. I'm kind of waiting on uh, fulfillment for the last the Cthulhu Death May Die um, mm. game from Simon. Uh, There's some production delays and stuff going on in China, so I, I don't know mm. what kind of impact that's going to have on some of the stuff shipping. Mm-hmm. Um, but But certainly... There will be, I'm sure, some delays across the board for a lot of Kickstarters, given the current uh, political mm-hmm. environment and what's happening. Right. Um, I, I We've talked about it on previous episodes, but the Terrain Essentials stuff um, mm-hmm. from the Terrain Tutor and, and those guys, um, I it, you guys said that you might be able to late pledge or whatever, and I double-checked, and yeah, so if you go to Backer Kit, um, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll put the link in the show notes, but... Um, yeah, you can you can pre-order the kind of the late pledge or whatever and get um, whatever you're interested in from from them. So um, yeah, that was my one Kickstarter adjacent thing, um, you know, because it technically wasn't a Kickstarter anymore. But um, yeah, you can jump into Backer Kit and still get it. So um, excited for that. Cool. So um, the, again, not real Kickstarter, but what I noticed that went on or announced for getting ready for pre-order is an alien rpg like alien the 1970s movie mm-hmm. sigourney weaver um and so and it look looks interesting mm-hmm. um so that's just i think it's our alien-rpg.com i think or something like that is the the website you can check it out so if um be interesting to see what that is yeah i saw that float through the twitter feed and i was yeah. also kind of piqued like, my interest oh, that a little. may be that may be interesting mm-hmm. i've i've heard the original game is a ton of charts and very heavy oh, mathy heavy type game where you're looking at a, a bunch of different reference stuff um <clears throat> but there's two modes to play this one there's oh, a cinematic and there's a campaign mm-hmm. so like one is you play it in that session and it feels like a movie and it's done the other is your group and you're actually advancing That's your right. characters and going through playing campaign campaign mode. So cool. Yeah, that cinematic mode I think is what kinda caught me to like ooh, that'd be interesting to see what they're doing, um and how they how they handle different things. Because sometimes one shots right don't it's weird because some people aren't motivated. Right? You're motivated differently because if you know that right. this character is kind of throwaway that you may not may not create the best story, but interesting to see how they handle it. And then, uh, did you receive your Batman? 
Yes. So I barely, um, all I did was open the box and just like, oh, there's a lot of stuff in here I'm going to have to look at. And then I closed <laughs> the box. Because <laughs> um, I'm still spending way too, I'm still literally cleaning. I have not cleaned since like Adepticon. So the basement of death is kind of a big mess. And I've been slowly working my way. And that's like my goal or my little reward if I actually clean is like, okay, I'll take out my new toys and play with them. But I have to get all this stuff cleaned up. Yes. Like the amount of mess you make when you try and do a 24 hour display board build is amazing. Right. Like, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel you. Uh, and then the other thing I did get, um, was, uh, Resarnium bridge. Uh, it's a big resin 40 K bridge. I think I talked about it when I pledged it. Uh, but finally got that over from, um, the UK. Um, and it's an actually, it's it actually looks really nice. I mean, it's about probably almost a foot long. Um, some nice, huge, big chunk of, uh, 40k scenery that'll look pretty cool. So, and just have to put it together and paint it up. Um, but pretty happy with that. Cause I mean, I think it was only like 30 bucks or something like that. So to get a nice, nice big model like that. Although now I'll be like, Oh, now I should just print it myself. Right. This one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a lot, it is uh, actually really nice and, and clean and sturdy. Excellent. What else? Uh, anything interesting? Listening, watching, attending, doing. What's going on? Uh, let's say I went to a wedding. <laughs> I too went to a wedding. Yeah, yeah. I I was in a wedding. What? Yeah, my my own wedding. That was that was pretty crazy. Um, no, it was it was a really great day. It was. Good to see you guys there. Obviously, a, a big thank you to both of you for being there, um, and and everyone else. Certainly, that that was it was interesting to see kind of the the gaming family, uh, you know, come together. Because at at the end of the day, that's you spend this much time with people. That's you get that feeling of camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Did did Josh ever make it upstairs to the the gaming table no. though? No, no. He was he was dissing us. <laughs> Everybody came down to me, yeah. which was great. Yeah. You were near the bar. In the end, you were kind of yeah, you knew of, that people had to come down to right. the bar. I was so. sort of lording up downstairs. Yep. yep. Um, and then uh, one one thing I do want to say before I forget is there was a package in with the wedding gifts <laughs> with my name on it in like black marker. And uh, when Nicole and I were going through stuff, opening it up, and it was a uh, Stormcast model, uh, the store exclusive. Um, with a really nice uh, note from Josh, I think in Arizona, is yep. he? Um, yeah. I know he's Southwest, but uh, one of our listeners, Josh Paint Stuff on um, on Twitter, uh, just kind of talking about you know how he enjoys listening and thought it would be cool to send this at a store open and see what I can do with it for my my deep cast. So it's uh, you know it was it was really cool to see that. So uh, Josh, I know I, I reached out in, in Twitter to thank you then, but thank you again that that was really uh that was really cool to to have that I, i'm assuming one of you guys he, coordinated he, he, it may him. have been an inside job yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh that that was really cool so i uh just uh, as an aside josh your uh twitter handle always feels like a command to me uh when i read it i'm it's like josh paint stuff and i'm like oh okay i'll, I'll go paint stuff <laughs> <laughs> uh so I want to throw out a thanks on the next thing um, to we were talking about the train to um, Mel on train tutor. If you go on his YouTube channel, I think it's about eight minutes in on one of his adept iron coverage. He does a nice little 
shot of the he he stopped by the space hulk table and did a nice uh, thing of that and has some really nice pictures that are kind of in the feed and so um that, that was really cool kind of that was as i was watching stuff i'm like oh look there we are that's awesome yeah so who signed up for some stuff for gen con i didn't i couldn't get connected <laughs> it kept timing out so um i did did you get any events i um meant to but didn't it was in the middle of Bruce Brawl, Brawl. Yeah. so you had to really have some plans. Yeah. Yep. So what did you land? What did you? I got everything I wanted. Oh, cool! Okay. Any so spare tickets for friends? That um, Josh took them all. Oh, he said he was. <laughs> he said he wouldn't share. Uh. Um, so. well, more wow. reason for me not to go. <laughs> wow! Just points right at me. <laughs> um, I did. Yeah, no, I did, and I, I did. I did at least. I always do the one extra just to see if we we have stuff. So I'm. Um, I think I have. I might do. Um, we're probably going to do the CK Studios airbrush class on like that Thursday or something Thursday morning, um, which will be cool. And then I have some some kind of random RPGs. I could actually look and see what the heck I got. <laughs> um, but um, and a couple board games. I mean, nothing super. I mean, there wasn't anything that I like absolutely had. But I got in and I, I got. Uh, some some events that are pretty cool. So um, I think a zombie. I mean, I got a kind of a normal. I think I have an outbreak on dead by hunters and things like that. So stuff that that in the past we've always had fun with. And mm-hmm. cool. And it wasn't. Yeah, I I don't again. I don't know if I just lucked out, but it wasn't uh, wasn't terrible. I mean, it was. Yeah, I mean, like everything else, the website was just like dead for about five minutes. Where I'm like, I don't know if this is ever going to work. Um, but I got lucky and. Or were you doing it from your phone? I was doing it from my phone as we were, yeah, because we were between rounds yeah, four was, and five. I was right. trying to, and I just, it couldn't, it wouldn't cycle to the uh, the wish list. Yeah, so. I had terrible reception. I don't know why, but. All right. And then uh looks like some reading going on. Um, so I've, I've been, I was motivated by the end of Game of Thrones on HBO. I went back. And I'd obviously read all the books before, but I uh, downloaded the very first one <clears throat> on Audible, all like 33 hours of it, and I'm seven and a half, eight hours in, so nice. um, kind of re-listening and uh, remembering, you know, where the book went went different mm-hmm. and where the, um, you know, characters that you never see, so plenty of that stuff, but yeah, enjoying the listen to. Because when did you first read it? Oh, man. Thirteen years ago, yeah, maybe because yeah, yeah, years ago, yeah, because it would have been yeah, two thousand five ish, six ish, maybe when I did, yeah, I think when I started, was, yeah, I binged it like a year before the show came out. I listened to all the the first five. Yeah, it was it was around the time Feast for Crows was being published that I was finishing up the whatever the third right, book was, so. Yeah, but, I, I should probably do the same thing because I'm sure I don't remember half it, of what was I'm, there. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. It's it's fun and it is great writing. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, George R. R. Martin is a fantastic writer. Like, um, just the description and the the dialogue and the shifting viewpoints that you kind of lose sight of when you're watching the show is the way the book's written, where you get a different narrator every chapter. You have somebody else's mm-hmm. yeah. um, story being told. So. 
like that. And then uh, with Good Omens coming on Prime, <laughs> the TV show, um, I had never read the book itself. So after listening to uh, Tim Ferriss with right, Neil right. Gaiman, um, I went and downloaded Good Omens as well. So I'm, I'm kind of concurrently listening to that at the same time <laughs> as Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, two different styles there, definitely. I like bouncing around. Yeah. Like I'm not always in the mood for something. So, yeah, I'm so excited for Good Omens coming out next week. Yeah, it looks so good. Um, I think, yeah, especially with Gaiman show running that, it's going to be really, really good. And I th- and it just feels like he put so much heart and soul into that because for him, it's kind of like his tribute to yeah. Terry, and like he wasn't going to let anything like stand in and, his way. And Michael. Michael Sheen and um, David Tennant. I mean, yep. you have two fantastic actors in, in those roles. So, Looks like somebody's been uh, doing some Black Library stuff. Yeah, I'm like back and I jumped around and then I'm like, when I kind of knew Solar War was coming out, um, the as we start the arc of uh, the Siege of Terra and the, the end of the Horus Heresy books, um, I'm like, oh, I should need, need to kind of catch up and dive into that so i i kind of burned through titan death i wasn't i wasn't sure like do i really need to read titan death i'm it's 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 the titan book it's okay i don't know that you need to read it um you you can uh just dive into solar war probably if you know half of what's going on um and uh and then i yeah so i finished that and then i immediately by the time i did that solar war released a couple weeks ago or something like that and so grabbed that on audible and working my way through it at one speed, not going any faster. Oh, okay. Just like enjoying, soaking it in. Yeah. Like, gotta like. Do you guys speed through books? Yeah. I'll usually listen at 1.5 times. Yeah. I'm at one two five at least usually. And, yeah. and usually one and a half if I can. And then if, I, if it's like boring, then I'm listening at like 2x. Is, is like, that, is that, that's the, that's the. The pro tip, huh? Because mm-hmm. you can yeah. like one, two, five. You don't even your brain you will just notice. like click in and yeah. won't even notice. Yeah, then they'll slow down. You go to one and they'll be like, "Hi, Josh." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, one point two five, one point five times speed yeah. is normal listening for me at this Man. point. Pro tip, good. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you for mentioning that. You just consume more. It's <laughs> good. Yeah, no, it's a good. Uh... Are you you doing any listening? Anything you can put on that 1.25 time? No, no but uh, uh, the next book in uh, in the uh, Rothfuss series, um, what is the next book called? I can't Wise, think of it. Wise Man's Fear. Wise Man's Fear, yeah. That is on the agenda. Um, I just haven't, I've just been, uh, that, that what is it, 43 hours or whatever mm, I keep looking at. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, ugh. A lot, what, <laughs> one, but at one point two five, right now, now I'm, I have motivation. There you go, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Now it's only like thirty eight hours or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Now it's, now it's a work it. week. I can do this. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna take a short break, get some fresh drinks, stretch our vocal cords out a little bit, and come back with a special guest uh, to talk about the Brew City Brawl. Welcome back from the break. We are now joined by our, what at this point has really become our fourth host, uh, the intern himself, Stanley 
aka Bryce. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for uh, getting on the microphone. Uh, glad to have you back for what's probably like your 18th time by this point. Yeah, at this point, I don't even feel it's necessary to call Will out anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. You're crushing it. So, um, you know, it says spikes and downloads too every time we have you on. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I thought would be fun is to go through a lot of times we'll talk about events and we don't get into the, the nitty gritty. Um, so we aren't going to, you know, go turn by turn and analyze mistakes that were made <laughs> and decisions that cost us games, but you know, it would be fun just to talk about who we played, what they were playing and kind of the, the general outcome. Um, so Troy, we will start with you as it was your, uh, your first two day AOS event. Also interested in hearing, you know, what you thought about, kind of the matchups, how it all went down, the tables, you know, things that uh, when you do a lot of different events, you see a broad spectrum, but this being that that first one. So any any commentary on that and then kind of the games and, and who you play it? Sure. So um, so my first, yeah, two-day GT. I've done 40K GTs in the past, so I kind of knew what I was getting myself into. Um, I really like the, the room. I mean, there was plenty of room. You didn't feel too crowded. Um plenty of facilities all around there um you know lots of room around the tables to leave stuff i didn't feel like you know so i think from a space perspective it was it was really comfortable to play um and uh i i was a little i was a little rushed in that i i didn't i think i got what i did oh i forgot i forgot my display board and that get me got me all out of sync on on uh, saturday morning so I was a little bit, I was like, I wasn't late. Well, I, Bryce, you said I was late because I was on time instead of yeah, being, I mean, instead of being early. Right. Cut right. it within 30 seconds of being late. Right. So I, I was barely made the line. Um, but that was, yeah, I had some major craziness going on. But so I got there and then I played James right off. My first one, super nice guy. Um, he was playing Seraphon. Um as I was trying to get everything figured out, I can't even tell you what the game was, except I was not. I think I, I had I was I was happy because I scored two points, but I knew I was going to lose because it was the one where you, you know you don't score your objectives till the end, and I never had I never was going to get any of that. So uh, it was a good uh, again great opponent to kind of get my feet wet and dive in and through that. So and then I in between rounds one and two, I ran back home to pick up the stuff that I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so i was still so then i came back and i played nick who was doing he had like a uh destruction mostly squigs type life list um and so i was still rushed there so i don't remember much of that game either and i probably didn't play very well um but he had it it was i, I it actually that was a, a pretty fun game and i think it it was pretty even through like the first two turns and then it just kind of then it kind of crumbled as as my stuff all kind of died after turn three so it was i and uh and we did get, to, I did get through, I think, what we were doing, 245 rounds. Um, I didn't have, we can all talk about it and figure, I didn't, I never had a problem with time. I think we all got through, mm -hmm. uh, either finished the game, well, we all finished within time. A lot of times by turn four, you kind of knew what the game was. I think when I played James and Nick, maybe it was kind of like the game was kind of over and we just kind of like, okay, what's second, we agreed on like what secondaries were going to happen and you talk through turn five, right, to get through it. So, um, and then my last one, I played Norm uh, with his Skaven, and it was good because I'd seen Norm on Twitter. It was one of those guys who, you can, again, all weekend, everybody there, like in the community, right? That you, 
you kind of put faces with names finally and on Twitter names and things like that. So, um, so it was cool to kind of just chat with Norm. It was a, a really fun game. He's a great guy to play. Um, it was a good, a little bit back and forth. And then he ended up, we th- I thought we were going to hold on to, because I think that was, that wasn't the, was that the game, knife one or not one? No. three was knife to the heart. Knife to the heart, right. An objective, objective yeah, corner. right. So it's just holding the objective, right. Yeah. And I thought we were going to, so I made a feint at, at his early and he kind of, threw me he threw up a bunch of endless spells and i kind of like backed off um and then i'm like okay i'm just kind of kind of pack in to hopefully pull a pull a maybe a minor loss out of it instead of because he was picking away with the skaven shooting um although the while i mean again i just blanketed everything with wood so he actually didn't have a lot to shoot at um and then ended up being actually bottom of five he actually got two more models he got one unit in Literally came down to a die roll. Like if if he wouldn't have made a save, I would have killed enough models, and it would have been would have tipped. So it, 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 fun game came right down to the end. Ended up ended up being a major loss, but again, just a really fun fun game. Um, and it's, you know, when it comes down to one die roll, right? You're not going to complain too much about that. And it was a good way to finish the day. Great opponent. And I think by then I was kind of settled in and kind of used to playing my army again and things like that. So that also made it much more enjoyable. And then that was Saturday. And then, Saturday. then we had keep another going. Day. Oh, we're just doing Saturday. You want to do that? Let's do that. Okay. People don't just hear me talk. So you were hour. you were sitting at at zero and three. Zero and three, a good but, spot to but be I was for happy. round four. Yeah, but I was yeah. happy. Yeah, having fun. Yeah. You were three and zero oh as far as fun's concerned. Right. <laughs> good deal. Um, so I'm I'm going to start my Bruce City recap with Friday night. Because uh, I went down to the, the hotel to help set up and hang out. Um, there was a Bucks game on, so Bryce and I were in the bar of the hotel with uh, a bunch of people. So, like the D- Detroit crew and Alex showed up. Jacob Berry was there when he got back from the Bucks game late at night. Um, and then Mike Mike Scaletti and then David Griffin's flight got in late, and he came right off the plane uh, and drank with us. I feel like we were there until what, like 1230 ish? Bryce, uh, yeah i think it was definitely after midnight because david got there at about midnight so drank a little bit more than i'd wanted to for a friday night but um you know that that's all right and then saturday uh showed up and got paired up for my grudge match against the incomparable uh jacob berry and his skaven tide um he didn't rap for me he uh he did <laughs> We did hug each other a lot, and we started drinking right before our game. We had three Irish coffees, I think, uh, before we even got like down to rolling dice. I mean, that was throughout the first turn, probably. Then Tom, uh, my brother, and Mike were next to us on the table, and then Paul DK was playing somebody round one. I can't remember who Paul was playing at this point on our left, and I, I apologize to them um, now for how loud Jacob and I were. Uh, because we, <laughs> we, we did finish bottle of Knob Creek during our game, uh, between the four. So Mike and Tom and Jacob and I finished a whole bottle of Knob Creek, several Irish coffees, a screwdriver, uh, that Jacob ended up adding more whiskey to, which is not a good idea. Yeah. He, 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 he thought I had done it and I said, no, I finished my drink and had Tom add Knob Creek to my ice. 
He's like, oh, God, because this is awful. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, and then we played Warhammer. Uh, and <laughs> Skaven do a lot of Mortal Wounds. And I had Ignax's scales on my Star Drake, which is a four-up Mortal Wound save. I think I rolled 50 Mortal Wound saves. Um, just I was rolling hot dice, and every time I was using the Mortal Realms dice, and Paul mm-hmm. Wagner from Madison is one of the guys on that show. So I'd say, I love your dice, Paul, really loud. And then yeah. Jacob would yell, I hate your dice, Paul, <laughs> and other profanities. Yeah, right. So uh, we were back and forth with that. But, um, you know, ultimately, he killed my stuff. It was kind of attrition. I just started mm-hmm. losing stuff. Um, Plague Monks, 40 Plague Monks. He used the dice rolling app. And mm-hmm. I was like, I appreciate that because I don't want to do this crap mm-hmm. where we're moving 160 dice around. Um, and... Uh, you know, what I learned about that game is alcohol plus um, a great opponent equals just a fantastic game. Like, it was absolutely a blast. Uh, probably my, my favorite game of the weekend. Mainly because Jacob is is just such a fun guy to play, even though he was, like, abusing me, um, <laughs> removing models. Uh, and uh, I ended up burning an objective one turn earlier than I should have. Um, he ended up winning by one uh, victory point. So it was, it was actually a decent game. Uh, consider all things can considered um but just you know we both showed that we had the stamina of of champions because <laughs> that set the course for the rest of the day <laughs> um round two i uh i played norm nandor from madison so he was on day like 500 something of his hobby streak which is mm-hmm. is awesome um and offered to buy him a beer right away norm doesn't drink he had a two liter bottle of like mountain dew and I was like, all right, fair. And he, he shared some words of wisdom about why he doesn't drink anymore. And I was like, oh, that's a good point. I'll have to try to <laughs> put that in the practice today. And I didn't. Um, but uh, I did win a, a pretty close one against him. I bombed some evocators into his line, killed his Gisales, killed some other stuff. Um, lost a lot, too, but ended up winning a, a pretty narrow uh, victory. I don't remember many of the other details of that matchup. Um, couldn't tell you what endless spells you get off, but uh, it was it was a good game. And then round three, I was sitting one and one, and I lined up across from uh, Brandon uh, Nielsen, uh, one of Bryce's friends up in the Fox Valley community. Um, what is it, beard beard battered or beard brush? What's his uh beard battered? Beard battered, yeah, beard battered. He does like commission painting or used to. I don't know if he still does, but his army is beautiful. His Star Drake looked looked awesome and we uh we had a Star Drake off for knife to the heart. Um he left his objective a little open and in turn three somehow I had my wits about me to take it. Uh we were drinking beers throughout and his buddy Cody uh was sitting next to him um the whole time, so we were all just kind of sharing drinks and having fun and won uh won a game there. But um Brandon was just a, a fantastic guy to play. Um, after day one, I was two and one somehow. I was as drunk or drunker than I've ever been day one of a tournament. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I won two games, so I'm, I'm not sure how that happened. Um, but uh, just a, a really great day. And then Saturday continued as we went out to a bar and a Mexican restaurant mm-hmm. and another bar. And, you know, you get back to the hotel at 2.30 in the morning, and that's that's a good Saturday. So, yeah. Um, but Josh, you had an even better Saturday yeah. on the Warhammer table. Yeah, it, it went pretty well. Um, 
First matchup was uh, against uh, Rebecca McPherson, um, Stormcast. Um, I think she was angling for like a Gav Bomb, uh, but she didn't put any, anything in the sky. So um, it was she. We lined up directly across from each other, and so it was just Gav, no was, bomb. Yeah, it was Gav. I'm pretty sure there were some sequiturs in there and stuff, but um, yeah, there was no bomb. Um, I won priority and. Buffed up my um, my king, gristlegored the shit out of stuff. And, yeah, gristlegored a, a lot of things. Um, you know, attacked and then attacked again, and by the end of it, there wasn't a whole lot left. And she didn't have fun, and I apologized, <laughs> and she said, "You know, you apologizing makes it worse." And I was like, "Okay, okay fair enough." So uh, we, I mean, we had. We were cordial and everything was fine, and she, I don't think she was mad or anything. But it was, yeah, I was I was the villain of that game, so um, I, I started to learn to to deal with that as as the weekend went on. Um, but yeah, that game was was pretty rough. Um, thank you, Rebecca. It was a I had fun. Um, I'm, I'm sorry you didn't, um, but you know we'll 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 do it again sometime, and I'll I'll bring like a not filth list. Um. Real, real quick, did you yes. keep a tally mark of how many uh, six mortal wounds attacks you you landed throughout? I, I didn't. I, that might have been a fun thing to do. Yeah. But, um, I there was at least twice where it was. I got three. I got three through. <laughs> so you monster. Yeah. One of those was against uh, David really? Griffin in my second game. Uh, he lined up his amazing painted stormcast and the Drake that was all converted. It was pretty cool. Um, and I think he had actually uh, Kenyon Drake and Drake the Singer on his mm. name placard. He did. Yeah. Pretty, pretty funny. Well done, David. Um, but yeah, the he put his Star Drake out in front as like bait because he knew kind of what he was up against. He, had, he, he said he hadn't actually played uh, a Grisogor list yet, uh, but he knew you know roughly what mm. they did. And so he put the Star Drake out as bait and then had a line of eels a little bit behind to, you know, counter charge. And I landed a, a, an 11 on my charge with the cogs was a 13. So I actually got into the Drake and the eels. And attack one wiped out the, dra- the Drake and attack two mostly wiped out the eels. And I think they battle shocked off. And he was like, I mean, we can play this out, but this is pretty much over at this point. He's like, those are my one-two punch there. And I felt bad. He was fine with it. You know, he's a great guy. I had a great game. That was probably my favorite game uh, of the weekend. Um, yeah, we had a blast. And then, yeah, we hung out later, like like Ty said, um, hung out later with him and, and others. Um, but yeah, that... It was another feel bad. I had to be the villain again, and that was the theme for the weekend. Yeah. I, you know, I'll, I'll own it. Uh, but then I, I came, uh, game three, I came up against Jeff Campbell Crowley, um, and then yeah, that was knife to the heart. Um, one of the things that I wasn't really anticipating was to kind of sit back in certain missions, and this is one that I should have let him come to me mm-hmm. and just sat back. I. F- I wanted to, so I fully buffed up the king, like he got everything, and I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I take a swing, maybe, maybe we do this, 
and I hit his line of um, whatever his chaff was. I forget exactly. Um, Ungors or something. Uh, yeah, he was playing. I'm sorry. Yeah, he was playing um, Piece of Chaos. Hit a line of Ungors. Um, he had uh, a line of six Enlightened right behind them. Um, one thing I didn't notice, um, and I probably should have went around the table to, to ch- double check, um, the Enlightened actually were within three inches, so I could have hit him with the Maw attacks. Um, but I didn't actually notice that, and um, that was that was on me. I could have at least done some damage to, to those. Um, but at any rate, did a whole bunch of damage to the, the Chaff units, and his Enlightened came back and wiped out my King. And then it was just sort of attrition after that. Like, the, the Queen did some damage, and he did some damage back, and it was kind of back and forth, and um, he was able to do enough to... Um, to six uh, to to take the to the win, um, he kind of rushed the. Uh, what was it? Is it start turn three? You can yep. take the objective. Yeah, I think I think it was actually in turn four. And he summons himself on and was able to rush mine, and I didn't have enough back. And yeah, it was just sort of me not knowing that that mission well enough. I think is really what it was. I should have waited, held back, and and. Um, but at any rate, yeah, great guy, uh, wonderful to play with, um, and, and it's also I, I don't know Beast of Chaos as well either. So, um, getting to know, you know, I asked him a lot of questions. I was like, hey, how does this work? What is this? You know, in case I ever want to play Beast of Chaos, and he was totally um, willing to kind of share with me, you know, what he does and and why and that sort of thing. So that was super nice. Um, yeah, great guy. Um, so yeah, that was my Saturday. So I ended, uh, two and one and I had a whole bunch of the secondary objectives. So, um, that felt good. Um, and actually losing to Jeff got me a few of the, the ones where it's like general dies or something like that. You know, a few of those, um, that I necessarily don't want to have, but you know, kind of filled in those holes. So, yeah. So, so I think it is important before we go into Sunday to talk just a little bit about the structure. So, um, the the major win was 20 points minor win 15 the draw was 10 minor loss 5 major loss 0 uh you didn't score any secondary or tertiary like for your battle points for each round um brendan uh run running the tournament did something new this year with a list of it was like a bingo sheet right. of secondary objectives um i think there were 30, 30. that you yep. could uh, mm-hmm. you could earn um and you just had your opponent sign off on them as you went mm-hmm. Um, when we're done recapping the game, I think it would be worth talking about format because that that certainly was different than um, several other tournaments, and um, we can we can talk about that. But the scoring was straight, pretty straightforward. So it made for some weird matchups um, in the middle because you didn't have the separation of those secondary and tertiary that sometimes you get to to really separate the pack. You had a lot of people at two and one that were you know forty points you know, for, for matchups for day, day two. So, yeah. Right. Um, then Sunday, um, I'll start cause I didn't win a game Sunday. So I was the bottom of the barrel on Sunday. <laughs> Try know you won one. So, um, Sunday morning I, uh, I woke up, I got ready. I was two, three minutes late, uh, getting to the table, <laughs> but I had everything ready to go and deployed. Uh, this will be somewhat relevant in, in a moment. 
Um, it certainly it cost me a sportsmanship point uh, for for the game, which is really why I went to Bruce City. So, you know, my own choices, my own decisions. But um, I played Zach uh, Cachetta. Um, he was playing Stormcast, um, another Stormcast list. He had anvils where they activate and shoot with six long strike raptors. Probably the worst matchup that I could have had um, for places of arcane power because uh, my heroes have to mm. go out and take objectives. I'm limited in what can hold. Um, and if I don't survive long enough, um, you know, he just comes and, and sits on the objective. So mm. I couldn't hang back. I had to be aggressive. Ended up having my Star Drake um, taken off pretty early. Um, then he shot my evocators apart. His evocators hit them. Uh, then, you know, I'm left with my Lord Arcanum, which isn't very durable. Um, and I can't can't win the game. So it wasn't a very engaging game. Um, but... You know, Zach's a good player. He's he's a, a smart guy, and um, I uh, you know had a decent game, but it was by far not not as fun or exciting as uh, you know the the ones from day one or my fifth game. Um, so then I was two and two, and uh, I think it was Bryce who said, "You're really gonna like your matchup for round five. <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, I get to the table, and it's David Griffin, and David and I had just had a blast. Um, you know, when I went down to NashCon last year, really got to know David uh, a little bit better and, and seeing him at Adepticon in some places. He's uh, he's just a great dude. I mean, you you had a you know a good game with him. We mm-hmm. had a great game. Stormcast for Stormcast. Um, I, David's the kind of guy. Him and Jacob both. You know, and Brand, like you know most of my opponents, where I would sit down and I would not mind playing against them at any day you know i'd i wish it was more local so you could play some of these guys more often than just the the occasional tournament mm-hmm. um david ended up winning he he got some some breaks where i didn't because uh, we had pretty similar style of list he had his six eels that moved real fast i had my 10 evocators that hit real hard i whiffed a charge with my evocators they got hit by the eels so it was one of those things where like you know, if that goes a different way, it's a different game. Um, and then he just kind of swept and took took the objectives. Um, and our Star Drakes just circled each other because nobody wants to see a Star Drake fight because that's just like a, a slap fight <laughs> where nothing can do anything to the other one. Um, but uh, so David and I wrapped up, and, and as I was filling out the sheet, I had to make the decision, you know, but favorite opponent between him or Jacob mm-hmm. and Brandon. Like, um, you know, it was, it was just such a tough call because I had... I had three, four of you know my favorite games of the year so far um, uh, with with all those guys. So um, it was really cool. Can't wait to head down to NashCon in August. You know, to David's tournament that he's running. Uh, reconnect with with those guys. So that was my Sunday. I finished two and three, um, one sportsmanship point short of max uh, sportsmanship points. I'm next. I guess. Yeah. All right. No, because we know how you did, Josh. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Sunday morning, I got there, uh, and I was playing uh, Tanya and her corn list. Uh, and so this was like my... Um, I, I wasn't any... And at no point in the weekend was I ever confident, but this was like... I know because Eric has a corn. So I knew the army. Uh, we were playing the... That was the Places of Power, right? And I have three wizards in my list. Your yeah. list is very well. So built. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a thing. Still, she's got a bunch of bloodthirsters that, and in the end, 
um, it was just going to be a huge a, a battle. And I, in the end, I lucked out. So um, I did win this one, but basically it came down to um, my early in the game, I think my Branch Wraith, I had a shot to dash for one of the objectives. And I'm like, oh, I'll at least get it for a turn and get whatever points I can before it gets run over by the Bloodthirster and everything else. Um, and so I got, I mean, I had Dryads, Branch, Wraith, um, and Revenant. And so I had a whole bunch of kind of thresh there to just kind of hold on to it. And But the Bloodthirster comes in, and really the, what ended up the game was that she kept, she didn't commit to killing the Branch Wraith. She split her attacks, and her dice just would not cooperate. About. So, my branch, <laughs> so my Branch Wraith held on for like two more turns against this bloodthirster um and in the end the bloodthirster is a little bit it's kind of funny a little bit like uh the uh oh, who's my big dude i can't remember oh uh, yeah Durthu. uh Durthu. and they just don't roll a ton of dice for attacks i mean if they hit they hit hard but not rolling until you're at the hand of the mercy of them. like you don't even hit they don't do it. um so i lucked out with that um and then Durthu did actually this was his game him and my sword hunters basically because they're not scoring, I just used them to go take out Scarbrand, and they succeeded. It was a suicide mission, but taking out Scarbrand kind of tipped it, too, so then I didn't have to worry about him running around throwing a billion mortal wounds. So, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so I kind of snuck that one out. Um, it, would, it was a good game either way. It was kind of the, the Branch Wraith thing is kind of what tipped it. The, the, it would have been, I think, a lot closer if, if she would have died, because then I would have had to do some other fun stuff. Um because I kind of had it, and so I just kind of was able to kind of castle up towards the end. Um, but I thought it was neat. She, she keeps a log of every one of her, like her games, and she writes notes for. She has one. Of, I think it's actually one of the Warhammer logs. Um, so yeah. I thought that was really cool. How uh, so, so again, she was ton uh, really fun to play play against. I think I ended up giving her favorite my favorite opponent for the weekend, just because again I appreciated like the. Um, the logging and every how much uh, kind of um, effort she kind of puts into uh, engagement into the game, so mm-hmm. it was fun. Um, and then my last match, uh, I played Dan Bears from Conviction Agans and his daughter's list. So I, I kind of I knew what I was getting into on that one. Uh, and this was the what four like four objectives, five objectives, or right the corner objectives um, mission. Right. And uh, so I held. So we kind of had the two that were in our ones. Um, basically, early on, I tried to make, I made, I was kind of over aggressive, but I figured if I get lucky, I kind of catch him before he, I get the, you know, just the wave of daughters come pouring through. Um, Durthu kind of was the only one. He kind of got stuck on an island. It was over. So then I kind of castled up and uh, Dan had it pretty much in control. I was just holding on to make sure I could see if I could hold off on a, a minor loss instead of a major loss and so that was my so i ended up with a, a minor loss in that one but it was a good good kind of real, i would say relaxing but there wasn't you know, we were kind of kicking back for the last game of the of the match and and, and it was it, it was fun to actually play against an army because i had again i've heard dan talk about it a lot and uh, and he's got marathi in there now so it was interesting to see her kind of because she just dropped into my backfield and um kind of like I had the same problem like I had with Tanya. I could not do any like my dice. I could not. I had opportunity to maybe take her out, but I couldn't even. I couldn't. I kept missing on the one or two attacks I needed to get to, to knock her down. But 
<laughs> but fun games for that. So I ended up uh, one and four. Um, it was fun. I, it actually didn't compared to again other GTs that I've done. Actually, was not. I mean, I think it was like that room was it was comfortable. You're on carpet. Like I wasn't. I didn't feel like that spent mm-hmm. um, for the weekend. And uh, again, just fun fun people. We'll we'll talk about that. We've talked about it already, right? It, I, that's what was so fun was just like everybody in that room wanted to play wanted to just hang you know, you know what i mean they, they were, everybody wanted to play like everybody brought their game but just in a super friendly way super right, right you know it's it was just except really, for josh. Really, except for josh except so. for josh we'll hear uh, about his son uh, man <laughs> <laughs> so here we go the climax with yeah josh. uh so it was andrew sunday for me so uh started the uh game four against uh andrew tolstit um playing iron jaws so i, I kind of knew what i was getting into because i've played tom's iron jaws hopefully you know a bunch of times uh he had a maw crusher shaman you know brutes and all that stuff so i, I kind of knew roughly what i was getting into and um i he won the priority and he said you know what you go first and i was like okay all right this is good all right let's do this and I didn't get my buffs off, my movement buffs off. I got everything else off. So I'm like, okay, well, it's still possible, right? So moved out there. I don't think I, I, I definitely missed my charge. He came at me. Um, so I still got to go first on the on the attack and wipe some stuff out. Um, but it wasn't, you know, as, as deadly as it could have been. And... He did some moons, and it, you know it was actually looking up for him. Like I, I was like, "Oh crap!" And then I think he won priority turn two. So uh, yeah, so he got the double turn, and you got to kind of hit hit me back. Um, I, you know, I'm still going first, but it just wasn't as like I didn't have the punch right. Um, I think I missed my, I missed one of my buffs as well. So I don't think I had the extra attacks or something. Anyway, um, it, it just just wasn't going my way, and this this you know he's a very good player. He kind of knew the list, like he'd played it before, uh, or at least some variation of my flesh eaters list, um, and just kind of wasn't happening for me. And then all of a sudden, just like I think it was turn three, everything just clicked, and I'm you know taking stuff out and moving along, and I think I took out some things that were scoring for him. Uh, or was, that wasn't uh his place so arcane power so oh yeah so yeah, yeah he didn't yeah. have too many scoring right he, he had the maw crusher and, and a truck. shaman i think he had one other unit i forget what it was i think he had three and i had i had three so i knew i needed to kind of selectively take things out I ended up taking out his maw crusher and did he keep his shaman back a little bit i forget at any rate, what it ended up like going in my favor. In turn three, it's kind of started tilting, and uh, I, I just, that was a tough game. Like that was very close. Like he is a very good player, and it was very tactical. Um, I forget some of it just because it was a, mm-hmm. sort of a late-ish night. Well, not as late as some folks, but <laughs> um, <laughs> a late-ish night for me, um, and. Uh, I, I yeah I forget a lot of the specifics but yeah it, great game uh, great guy uh, and really really well painted Iron Jaws and he's the one that had the the gor- the foot of Gork he casted okay, his yeah, own foot yeah. 
and had kind of like smoke coming out of it. I mean, it's super cool, like very creative. So, um, thank you, Andrew. It was a great game. And then I played. Um, so that, uh, I'm sitting at three and one at that point. Um, then I played Andrew Carolus, uh, who had Night Haunt and. One of the very first things, you know, I, I don't know Nighthawk that well, and so I kind of asked him a few things about his army, and he asked some things about my army, you know, just kind of getting a feel for each other. And one of the f- first things he said is, you know, one of his, I think it's his Guardian of Souls, kind of denies you two rolls, uh, two D6 charge, you only get one D6. And then he kind of went on to tell me about everything else, and I kind of put that out of my brain. <laughs> and so I won priority... Um, I go first, and I get to within six inches of him, and I pick up my 2d6 to charge, and I roll it. I'm like, this is going to be cake. Uh, I didn't have cogs, so that was the one thing I, I was missing. Um, rolled, rolled the 2d6, and he's, he's like, oh, it's actually one. And I'm like, oh, that's right. You did say it. Like, just totally blanked. Picked up the one die, roll it, and I get a five, and I needed a six. And I'm like, okay, well... Spending a command point, I have to go for it. Spend the command point, roll it, and I get like a three. And right. you know? so I'm out on an island, all by my, all by myself. His entire army is staring me down. And I th- are they blade geists? Are those the kind of nasty ghosts? The sword ghosts? Yeah, are those blade geists? It's blade geist revenants. Then there's the grim gas reapers. With the reaper size or the other. Yeah, it was, he had blade guy. He had two fifteen. Um, 15 man units of blade guys and they surrounded me um, and then I think I had my queen or one of the other terror guys coming up the other side and he surrounded that one as well I ended up taking them out which was great that like kind of the tide was sort of turning and um, he had three points and almost had the last one and the ghouls actually knocked off some um, uh the reapers i think uh there was a handful of reapers that were made their way down there to to get the last point and the ghouls battled back and uh, i was like all right ghouls (laughs) (laughs) i didn't didn't expect that and then i ended up taking another one back and yeah we kind of fought over two positions for a little while Uh, i didn't have enough power to get that fourth like i ended up with three at the end i think and I didn't have enough power to get the, the fourth one. And we were totaling up points. And we ran the numbers twice. And we're like, I think we're dead even. And we ran them again. And we're like, I think, yeah, I think we're dead even. So um, I, my brain was a little spent at that point. So I kind of was like, yeah, I, th- I think we're good. <laughs> so, yeah, we ended up tying, which was kind of nuts. Um, I don't know how you do that, but... Yeah, we were we were dead even. So I went three one and one. So, um, yeah, he got a. Um, I think he won the most amount of secondaries. I think he had like twenty four or twenty six or something. Twenty seven. So it's crazy. I mean, it's just crazy. So, um, so yeah, good good on you, Andrew. It was it was a great game. Um, again, it was very back and forth and um, very fun. So. Cool, and then uh, so just as a quick recap, Josh took some hardware home. Yeah, best rookie. Yeah, so yeah, this was my yeah. first two day. Like Troy, uh, this was my first two day. You know, I'd, I'd done several one day events, and um, yeah, I, I, more importantly, like so, best rookie out of I think there was four people. So right, whatever. But 
um, I topped 10, which I, I was pretty impressed. Like, I was like, that's cool. Um, I, I get it. I was playing a filth list, but. Um, if you had done anything less, we would have judged you. Right. <laughs> so, no, I, 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 that was the, the more important thing is, <laughs> yeah, I top 10, and I, I was pretty stoked about that. So, um, in the state of Michigan, took four of the five other major trophies. There's a bunch of little stuff, but, um, mm-hmm. Justin, uh, or Jeremy Tucker, rather, um, won it. Jeff took best chaos. Uh, Jake LaCour and his converted daughters took best order. Sean Clark and his gristle gore flesh eaters took best death. Um, Carson Burns from Chicago area took best destruction with uh, Gitz. So, bunch of bunch of out of towners taking taking trophies. Mm-hmm. Poor showing for the the guys from Milwaukee. Um, I blame Brendan for not training his his guys enough. Mm-hmm. I tried. I tried. Um, but yeah, so the, uh, the the tournament was a, a smashing success um, from a gaming standpoint. Bryce, what I would like to spend some time talking about is kind of the um, you know the the reason uh, for for the tournament outside of the game of Age of Sigmar um, is the the charity work that that you do. So I'll hand it over to you and talk about kind of the behind the scenes of of the tournament. Yeah, so um, this is the second year now that Brew Cities ran and the second year that we've done the charity uh, fundraiser at it. Um, and our big thing is creating a, a full table of terrain and a mat and uh, having that be our grand prize. And it, it's more than just a full table. It's This year we had 17 pieces of terrain that Heath made, a beautiful Realm of Life uh, board with... Um, like Buddha temples and waterfalls and trees and all kinds of amazing stuff um, that that was all included. And uh, I also asked that people bring prizes, and this was this was kind of an overwhelming thing for me to see. Um, there were there were multiple people that that donated way more than I ever would have expected. We had. There were a few people that came in, in the, you know, to see what was going on, and it, they they asked like if it was a small shop that was set up mm. worth of, and it was all the prizes <laughs> that were donated by the people there. I mean, there, I bundled everything together, and we still had thirty bundles. There was well over a hundred things that were donated to, to the raffle itself. So that was that was incredible, and I thank everyone very much for their donations. Um, but. Uh, the reason we do it is we, we raise money for Prevent Suicide Greater Milwaukee, uh, something that that's very near to me. Uh, I had um, a friend of mine that lost to uh, suicide a year and a half ago, and this this is a way for me to you know honor his memory and just be with the people that that really helped me get through it and and use them and the hobby that we're all part of to to give back because it's something that a lot of people struggle from from and um it's the least we can do so that was that and uh tickets we sell tickets throughout the weekend and um i set a goal and i didn't tell anyone my goal but (laughs) last year we raised just over two thousand dollars and uh this year i wanted to to make it to two thousand seven hundred fifty and Going into game five, I counted the the money, and we were just just short. And uh, 
we actually ended up selling about $150 more worth of tickets in that last game. So the grand total that we raised was $2,842.96. I'm very interested in that 296. Yeah. So Andrew Tolstad actually uh, came up to me and he's like, Hey, uh, one of my, one of my students, wanted me to spend this money on the raffle and it was a bag of change and i was like how much is in there and he's like i have no idea so <laughs> i said sure and i sold him a ticket for the bag of change oh. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, yeah so that was that we we gave away a lot of prizes i think all three of you won something mm-hmm. yep yeah i uh i scored a good a good bit of destruction stuff and a little hobby bundle. Yep, and then your your brother actually was the grand prize winner. So Tom Tom won the table, which was which was cool to see it stay nearby so that I can have a chance to play on it. <laughs> Absolutely. That yeah, that that was kind of the highlight for Sunday for me, you know, outside of the gaming was seeing how much money got raised. Uh, the camaraderie, you know, everybody that comes together for for a cause, because you know, it's it's. I don't want to say it's easy to have a tournament, but like, you know, people show up, people play, um, and there's a lot of work that goes into that. But then to see the the outpouring of donations and the tickets people are buying, um, and everybody sticking around, <clears throat> you know, cheering during the raffle, like, um, you know, and just kind of supporting that initiative was was really really cool to see. It's it's a great group of people that show up to these events, and uh, you know that that just goes to show what um, you know what can be done when a, a community really comes together. And we talk a lot about building community yeah. and about the importance of that in in our gaming. So it, it's just a great chance to to be a part of something that you know, is, is a really good cause and a, uh, a really great way to, to support our, our own local community here. Yeah. And it's just amazing. I mean, to just echo what you just said, it's amazing that, you know, this, it's not at all what people signed up for, right? They signed mm-hmm. up to, to play games all weekend and, and drink beer and, and whatever else, but then everyone just the outpouring of kindness and it's such a wonderful thing to be a part of. And, you know, there's lots of hobbies and things you can do, but I'm so glad that this is the hobby that we do because the people that were there and that showed their support are all just wonderful. So, and that includes the three of you. <laughs> we're we're yeah. we're wonderful, except for Josh. He plays flesh eaters. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah except for Josh. Just kidding, Coop. I'm the villain. I'm cool. Um. And then speaking of the people, you know, uh, so Heath, um, I know Bryce, you mentioned the work he did on the train. Also, uh, just kind of hanging out, supporting, um, paint judging Bryce, you yourself, you know, organizing the, the raffle, the paint judging, um, you know, helping Brendan being his, his, uh, right and left hand, uh, throughout Mm -hmm. the weekend ringing when it was needed and, and a bunch of other things. The event doesn't happen without you two. And, uh, you know, Brendan, just for doing the the, uh, the grunt work, getting the space, putting the pack together, even though he wouldn't let me bring a live turtle. Um, <laughs> you know, I was pretty disappointed in that. But, uh, <laughs> um, 
you know, just just a great job. Excited to continue to see what uh, what this this group does and where where Brew City goes. Twenty uh, twenty, there will be an opening ceremony Friday night, a pub crawl um, <laughs> that'll be taking place. Uh, hey, but, but it sounds like you're wrapping it up. Before you wrap it, I have a question for each of you. Oh, okay. okay. So I'll start with Troy. This was your first AOS event. Have you have you ever played in a fantasy event, or was it? Like your first time ever on this half of the yeah th- this is that was my first yeah first uh, one in in AOS or fantasy I had done so, like a couple of forty k ones before but that was yeah that was it on this side oh. is there is there anything that you would say that you noticed that's much different than the forty k events you've attended was it the same any any feedback on that aspect. Um, well, like I was saying, I, I don't it, like the just the group was it was such a close knit group. Like everybody, pretty much everybody knows everybody, even if they don't know them kind of closely. They kind of know who everybody is. And once you hear the names, you kind of know everybody. So I think that was what the interesting thing was, is like it was really it felt like this group of people that came together and oh, by the way, we're going to play a bunch of games. Not that we're in 40K. And some of those have been bigger ones than one I've done because like Adepticon stuff, which would be more equivalent to what like the AOS tournament was at, at Adepticon. So um, I think this was, you know, kind of because it was a single, like it is just that, the AOS event. Um, and that was really the community people that came there. So I think that was the difference for me was really just like, you know, there was no that guys like ever, except for Josh. Um, but <laughs> and, but and Jacob the, and myself. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah everybody everybody it seemed everybody was there to, to play and have fun and i mean i talked about you talked about everything from a lot of people with 3d printing that i mean like i met jeff and talked to him about that and some other people and uh it was just really good to, to hang out and, and besides when you were playing so yeah it was i thought it was just a great event from again the community of people that were there awesome uh ty do how did you feel about not getting the Stormbro fight that you were promised in game one. Yeah. I mean, at least he, I knew in advance because on Twitter he had been talking about his Skaven and his show. So it wasn't as heartbreaking as it could have been. Um, you know, disappointing. I, I think that's, that's kind of Jacob's, uh, like part-time job is disappointing people. Um, <laughs> his friends, his family, his wife, his, his Warhammer, <laughs> Uh, opponents but um when you move beyond the disappointment that i felt you know we still had the no eye contact priority role so we still got some of those things Mm -hmm. we still got the extracurricular activities a lot of you know um touching took place during our game Mm -hmm. um a lot of yelling and, and hugging and cheering so i mean he made up for that disappointment by not bringing his uh converted stormcast um and and bringing the rat filth um you know, I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have my my doctor contact him though, because I'm a little worried about some of the disease that I may have picked up from that that Skaven game. Um, <laughs> so you know, I'll I'll have my people talk to his people, um, but I'll I'll get Doctor Gabe on it and figure out what what we need to do from a, a medical uh, standpoint. The, but the little Hydra looks pretty sick. Is that <laughs> everything? <laughs> <laughs> what I will say though is David Griffin did uh you know hold up more than his half of the donkey for the Nashville guys that showed up. 
um, by giving me that Stormbro fight in round five. I had three Stormbro fights, so <laughs> I don't know what I would have done with a fourth. I probably would have quit because Stormcast versus Stormcast can make for some very um, low uh, excitement games. Um, but uh, David did everything he could to make up for the failings of his uh, fellow Nashvillian. Nashvillian? He's a Nash villain. There we go. All right. So, Jacob, you know, disappointed, uh, largely disappointed. um, But I look forward to the the next tournament where we will, um, you know, hopefully do this again and then we'll play Warhammer. All right, Koopman. Yes, sir. The question is how does it feel? Dirty. Feels really dirty. It feels good, though. Like, um, I was telling Jeff Campbell Crowley, um, he's like, as we walked up to the game, uh, he saw the list and he looked at me and I said, don't worry. It's, it's like a 16 year old driving a Corvette. I don't know what I'm doing here. So it may be powerful, yeah. but, uh, I, yeah. And he kind of laughed. So that was, that seemed like the, the theme of the weekend is just, you know, pedal on the gas and you know there's no finesse there's no you know turning into the skid or anything like that it was it was just yeah uh it it was fun though i had i had a blast uh and it was i i started to feel okay being the villain towards the end but yeah the beginning was was rough because it's not my that's not my forte one thing I will add though is you you ended up avoiding some of the really bad matchups. Yeah, for flesh eaters, you didn't hit um, a single Skaven player. Mm-hmm. You didn't have any heavy shooting uh, armies against you, and you, there was no Slanesh in the field, which I think Slanesh um, can do some things to really interrupt flesh eaters. So yeah. you managed to hit you know some some pretty favorable matchups too, which which is always nice. You know, first time out with an army to right. not hit some of those mm-hmm. like. Um, hard counters to your what you were playing. Yeah, and for the most part, except for Jeff and Andrew uh, Careless, um, at least roughly knowing the armies that I'm playing against. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the yeah two storm yeah, cast and an iron jaws. Right. Yeah. Very I, I, familiar. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, I, I had a good time and learning to yeah like like everybody was saying you know be, being the filth being the the bad guy uh I'm, I'm okay with it i'm okay with it bryce good that's all i got you can close it now ty so bryce question for you oh next year charity raffle <laughs> how big are we going yeah what's the number I mean, I feel like at this point we gotta like give away two tables or something. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, yeah that that would be exciting. Mm-hmm. Two tables of terrain. I mean, there was two tables of terrain yeah. on the on the one <laughs> table this year. <laughs> no, I'll put my I'll put my thinking cap on and try to come up with something else to make it. I don't want to just be content with what it is, and I just want to keep thinking of different ways to to grow it so we'll see what i come up with but as for goals the goal is just to raise more and at the end of the day more or less it doesn't matter we're still doing it and that's the important part so awesome did anybody else picture bryce putting one of those pinwheel hats on 
multicolored. <laughs> it's a thinking cap. Oh, well, I know his thinking cap is actually like Thor's lightning bolt hat from oh, the old oh, Marvel nice. comics. So I see him. I see him wearing that now. There you go. Um, but uh, yeah, so Bruce City Brawl, great time. Um, I I will probably be back next year. Um, we'll see, depending on scheduling, because I I don't know when it's scheduled yet. But um, you know. You I'll planning another wedding or <laughs> no, no, Maybe it's number a, two. Yeah. You know, this this time of year, March, April, May, always there's a lot going on. So sometimes it's uh mm-hmm. it'll be important when it's scheduled. But I'll tentatively say I'll be there again. Um it was it was a good time. Thanks to the, the crew for putting it on. Thanks for all of, you know, our opponents. I think that um, you know, across the board. Uh, that that's the thing that stood out to me is how everyone kind of gets along and knows one another um, in in that room, and you see that around the Midwest uh, tournament scene because it's a lot of the same people. But especially in that room, it was it was cool. So that was Bruce City Brawl. Um, if you have any comments or feedback about the tournament specifically, send them to at uh, hobby underscore bear is it i think uh brendan melnick because (laughs) he is the one that will truly care about feedback about the tournament whereas i'll just laugh at you and say too bad jacob try harder um (laughs) you know paint your stuff better jacob uh you know be a better sport jacob do do all these things better uh and i won't give you any meaningful feedback to your response jacob so (laughs) or rap rap better (laughs) oh wow oh wow He's like bringing the heat. Yeah, best rapper alive. Not. <laughs> All right, I think that's enough. Uh, ripping, ripping on Jacob Berry. Um, so we will take a break, and when we come back, we're going to dive into play it or slate review of a dice tray. <laughs> best review ever. Did you just say a dice tray? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back for the most exciting and enthralling part of the show. This is the part of the show where we review something, uh, usually a game, a uh, card, something um, you know related to the hobby. Um, our intern took the month of May off, so we were left to our own devices, and we determined that we were going to play it or slay it, a review of a um, mouse pad uh, dice tray from playmats.eu. So, um, playmats.eu does a bunch of wargaming uh, game mats, erasable mats for like role playing games, uh, two dimensional terrain, and dice trays. Um, all of their stuff seems to be made of this uh, thin kind of neoprene mat with the uh, cloth surface and then the, the neoprene um, rubber side that goes down. So it won't slide around the table. That's always good. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it, it looks like. When you unsnap it, here's this is good radio because you hear the snap. Um, man, this is exciting stuff. I hear it. It's mm-hmm. uh, what is this about an eight by eight square of material? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it creates a tray that's probably a six by six. Uh, yeah, when the corners, you have basically the corners snap together, so you get like a little. It's either a hat or a dice tray. Yeah, um, I bet you can make a mug out of like a cup. You could <laughs> a bowl. You a could bowl. eat yeah, cereal. That's true. You sure. need cereal. So multiple uses. Um, very, <laughs> very 
interesting stuff. The now, what I will say from a, a mat standpoint, I could see their game mats being pretty yeah. good because the the printing, like the um, the, the level it, yeah. of detail and the pattern mm-hmm. on it, is is done pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the first thing when we kind of talk about form and function, dice trays primary thing: keep the dice in one um, central mm-hmm. location. Um, I did three test rolls of ten six-sided dice. I didn't lose any dice out of it, uh, rolling aggressively. Um, I think you know it. It may have a purpose. Um, I would probably a little bigger. I don't know if they do any bigger ones, but uh, the other question is cost. I don't know what this what this item costs. Uh, eight euro. Eight so euro. like fifteen bucks ish, I think, right? Or is twelve, that, twelve, 12 bucks. Yeah. Twelve bucks. Yeah, man, it's not. It's not like a pound. You're right. It's yeah. It's cool. yeah. So it's yeah. It's probably eleven, twelve bucks. Okay, um, and then you know, personal preference. I usually just roll on the table and try to knock my opponent's models off that way. That's how I get favorite <laughs> opponent votes. Uh, um, but. Uh, I could see this working really well at a like RPG when you're playing in person mm-hmm. in front of you just to roll your dice. Um, I don't see it working really well for like thirty attacks or you know right. a high number right. of dice. Um, what do you guys think? Anything in form and function, design, aesthetic? Here, I'll I'll pass yeah. it over so you can get it in your hands and really really feel it. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of of a flat. Um, item that you can you know fold up the corners and make a tray out of because i don't know when you guys are packing up stuff i i wouldn't see myself bringing a dice tray to a game uh whether it be rpg or war game or whatever but putting something flat in a backpack you know with books and stuff i i can totally see that and then you know just snapping up the corners and then you have a tray that's i I don't know it's kind of cool and i know other people do the same thing so right it's this isn't like unique to these guys but putting it on a neoprene neoprene mat is kind of interesting i hadn't seen that before so um yeah yeah and like you said the the printing quality seems pretty good uh this one that we're looking at is like a parchment kind of the edges are roughed up and burned a little bit and whatever um yeah it's kind of neat um but Ty was noting earlier that it smells really bad. It's just the, <laughs> it's just the uh, neoprene <laughs> stuff no. smells funny, um, and that could be anything. Uh, Troy is modeling it right now as four a four-cornered hat, four-cornered hat. Four mm-hmm. hat. It looks very. Oh, there you go. So with the corner facing forward, looks fantastic. Uh, we might have to get a picture of that for the website or Twitter <laughs> or something. So you know, the, there's not a, a ton to the dice tray. No. Um, no. Obviously. But I think what is worth talking a little bit about in this segment, which is uh, really where I would like to focus, is the 2D, the concept of two-dimensional terrain. So it's the same mouse pad material that lays down on your play surface. Um, looks really nice, just doesn't have the the height, you know, the vertical yep. uh, distance because it's in the, the flat two-dimensional space. Um, you know, I think it's similar cost uh, from a terrain standpoint. Um depending on which of their modular sets you're getting um you're paying more for more surface coverage um but the we have the river we have the spring rivers here and it it looks really nice i could see this from like an overhead if you were streaming a game or doing some type like that Mm -hmm. it would create a really cool visual effect from top down um 
you know, line of sight becomes a, a non-factor with it. You have to basically say, oh, it blo- it's a column. It just blocks line of sight. You right. can't do true line of sight. Um, but I, I actually like the flat concept of terrain just because you avoid the weird placement of models and, you know, stuff falling down. And mm-hmm. a lot of tables now you end up playing on and you lose a lot of position that you can put stuff because there's uneven surfaces and craziness so yeah aesthetically i i hate the concept but from playing on it i I really like the concept of this is terrain this is a clear space it takes up and it's very easy to put your models everywhere on it that you want to well and specifically with the river right so you know the rivers don't necessarily need to have height you know um and i think we we probably all have a bridge, right? That you're like, oh, well, I need a river for the bridge to go over, or you know, some sort of canyon or something. Um, it, you know, this would be a perfect uh, opportunity to use the river and then have your bridge go over it, right? Yeah, roads for Gaslands. I yep. know they do some. Yeah, uh, they do, I think they do that too. Roads, yep. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Any anything, Troy? I know you brought this. This is yeah. Your. So, I mean, a little of the story is that they this. I talked about the Rosarium Bridge. That it's the same company that the 40k big uh, resin bridge event, and in the package with that, they threw in these two things, which were the dice tray and the the 2D river stuff to just. And I'm like, oh, these are interesting. I mean, it, it's a good uh, ploy on their part because I don't think, oh, well, if I would have really ever looked for these things from their website, uh, and now I'm like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And uh, I, I I'm kind of with the flat terrain probably only where it makes sense. Like I think the river is the one, one of the things I'm trying to think of another a road river or road really makes sense for this kind of thing. Cause you, if you have like a really cool mat and then you lay this on top of it, it actually just kind of adds to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get, and it does look really cool and you don't need to have kind of any height to them for them to still make sense uh, as terrain. And they are a little, for material, they are a little different. If you pull it out, Ty, it's not neoprene. It's actually a foam. Oh, like um, a foam it's core. a little bit um, not a foam core. It's a soft foam. Um, so I don't know why, because it feels like you could have just done it with the neoprene, and I think other people do. But it's a, so it's a little softer on the back. Also looks a little oh, bit thinner. A little thinner. A little thinner. So yeah. Stick, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe that's it because the neoprene doesn't actually. It actually lays really flat. Cool. Yeah. So you know, kind of a. A different um, thing for us to um, to review, but I would like to see it in use on a table. I'd like to give mm-hmm. it a shot sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know um, another company that does some of the two D train, and two D train is actually a little more popular in um, like War Machine mm-hmm. hordes and some of those other games. Um, whereas you know the the GW Warhammer aesthetic is more big. Um, terrain you know true line of sight but some of these other war games are really playing around with the concept of you know terrain is a space on the table that has an effect not mm-hmm. creating this this three-dimensional look across the table so mm-hmm. um anything before we dive into playing or slaying playmat dot uh playmats dot eu dice trays and 2d terrain i think i'm good all right well I'm going to play it. I am. This is a weird one for me. I When we first sat down, before I saw it, <laughs> before I rolled dice into it, before I you know saw how good the art is, because I'm really impressed with the, the screen printing that they've mm-hmm. done, um, the design. It's, it's a really crisp image. It looks really good. 
Um, cost point's not crazy. Um, and they have a lot of options. Nice. I was flipping through the little brochure. Um, I'd play it. I'd, I'd probably put an order into them sometime um, for you know for a dice tray uh, and some of the, the 2D terrain, at least roads and rivers, mm-hmm. stuff like that that should be flat. I don't know if I'd do like a forest or right. rubble. Nope. Um, certainly at this point, I don't think I'm ready to move wholesale into no three three-dimensional. Two-day all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll play it. Well, Ty, let me know when you put your order in because I think I'm going to play it too. Um, yeah, I would definitely be interested in, in um, getting some of the rivers for sure and maybe some roads for gas lines and stuff because, yeah, uh, looking at the... Yeah, like you said, the the print quality and stuff looks it looks really nice. I like it a lot. So, all right, I'm. I, it's weird because I got the stuff for free, so I don't really have uh, some kind of a play it by default. But would, I am. Would like you Ty, pay money for? I don't. Um, I'm like you, Ty. I don't unless I don't know if because until I would have saw it, I don't think I would have. I think I would have been like, "What is that?" Like, it, and now, yeah. That I have it in my hands, I'd be like, "Oh, like the dice tray just makes sense. Like this is just something I could throw in my bag, and if it if I'm on a weird, whether it's I'm playing Age of Sigmar 40k and I happen to be on a weird table where they, like there's no good place to roll, oh, you just pop this out. It's enough to to do it. And I rolled a whole, especially if you have smaller dice. Mm-hmm. I rolled like a a whole bunch in there, like and they were fine. I mean the twelve like twelve millimeter. Yeah. Uh, I think you can get away with it for almost almost everything. Um yeah, you're not gonna be able to roll forty, but you would, can't roll forty in any of the other yeah. ones either where so it's like what I would say is like when you play on those realm of battle boards, the plastic mm-hmm. like board. Yeah. I hate di- dice yeah. go everywhere. Yeah. Um you almost need one on those tables. Mm-hmm. Um and and I think this would be a, a good solution for, for that. Yep, and then as the two D train, I think for a river, I was surprised. Like I lay, I at home, I actually laid it out, and I happen to have a mat laying out, and I'm, I put it across. I'm like, oh, this actually would look kind of cool, um, to add add one in there. And like you said, like we, everybody has bridges that you never use that give you a good reason yep. to like throw one of these million, you know, terrain bridges that we all have uh, on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks, yeah, I mean, it looks the the quality of art is pretty good, so. Uh, now that I have them again, they're going to go in the in the bag, and I bet you we'll see them on a table every once in a while. And this definitely, the dice tray will probably go in my bag or somewhere and get popped out somewhere. So excellent. I think the only like downside is it's playmats.eu, and so it's probably trying to get it from UK. It'll be a little bit for the shipping piece. Yeah, I'm in a lot of times companies as they do that, they'll find a distributor in the U.S. So they'll they'll find a solution if yeah. the the demand is there. So. Or somebody in the U.S. will start making them. Um, so, like I mentioned, Broken Egg, uh, or, yeah, is it not Broken Egg? Broken, broken to- Token. No, broken, not no. Broken Token. The guys that do the measuring sticks, I think it's... Oh, I know. It's Broken Egg. Broken Egg, egg. yeah. Um, Thanks, intern. Does, <laughs> does 2D terrain. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if they you know start printing yeah, some stuff like that. All right, well, three plates. No slayets unless our intern has something to say. What do you think, Bryce? You stayed on. Thank you for sticking through it. You kind of heard us uh, do bad radio of something you really need to see. But what what are your thoughts on dice trays and 2D terrain? Well, I'll say this. I was 100% slay it until I went to the website and saw that they make custom image dice trays. Mm-hmm. 
so you could get like a picture of Jacob Berry passed out under the table. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. So now I'm a hundred percent play it. Yes, we're doing that. Yep. Can we Photoshop a Basement of Death shirt on him? <laughs> Absolutely. Let's make this happen. Yep. I can't wait. Wonderful. So that's Play It or Slay at Playmats.eu. Dice trays, 2D terrain, and other gaming accessories. They also do mats for tables, which, mm-hmm. look at their pricing. They have some cool uh, designs. And um, if I played D&D in person more often, I'd probably get one of their <laughs> dry erase uh, um, battle maps. So that is going to do it for the main segments of the show. We're going to talk a little bit here about uh, some of the news and events for things coming up. Um, Right around the corner this next weekend out in Brookfield at the Sheridan, a little gaming convention that used to be downtown Milwaukee called Nexus Game Fair. Troy will be running um, Zombicide Black Plague Saturday, Saturday. a few sessions. Um, So stop on by, get your badge, play some games. Nexus does a um, silent auction, so it's cool to see what's in there. You can bring some of your old stuff, try to sell it, um, and that uh, you bring your stuff Friday night, goes through Saturday, you pick up Saturday evening or Sunday morning, um, and then they have other board game, I think uh, Milcog, I think, will be there, uh, doing the board game library and some other stuff. Um, I'm going inter- to interject one other thing here, so... Um, Hopefully, I get a chance to talk to my wife before this drops. We'll see. Uh, I am going to Origins <laughs> June fourteenth uh, uh, through the sixteenth in Columbus with Anvilate. Um, I think Brian had a commitment come up, so Aaron and Will were going to be just going the two of them. And Origins is a big show, so um, I talked to Brian a little bit about it at the at the wedding, uh, and he got me a badge, uh, so I'll be in the the vendor hall doing my thing. Um, should have the role-playing game, 100 copies of that available for purchase, the hardcover, new book. Sweet. Um, running some Frontline No Comrades, some Ethereum stuff with the Anvil 8 guys in Columbus, Ohio at Origins Game Fair, which is probably still my favorite mm-hmm. big ca- game convention. So I'm very excited to get uh, get back to Columbus for that. End of July, uh, Bloomington, Illinois, the, um, the amazing, incredible, wonderful, joyous, human that is domus runs midwest meltdown 120 players uh there will be midwest meltdown dice um that will be available for for sale and a tournament re-roll um and should be really great it's basically taking brew city and making it almost three times bigger but as far as community of people there and people running it you know it's just a fantastic environment so very excited for that uh that tournament the week after that, Gen Con, August 1st through the 4th in Indianapolis. Sounds like Troy bought Josh and him tickets for events and left me out. <laughs> so hopefully hopefully they have some fun while I sit in the hotel room crying. Um, but Gen Con, August 1st through the 4th. And then Nash Con, uh, several of, of us uh, from the, the Midwest are headed down for that to visit uh, David and his home turf August 23rd through the 25th. Um, for another Age of Sigmar tournament. So any other events? I know we, we haven't put anything on there, but I think from a tournament and convention standpoint, that's kind of the, gets us through the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously there will be a whole slew of things as we move into the end of the summer for the fall. Um, but 
you know, definitely thank everyone for, for listening. Thank you for, um, you know, the interaction on Twitter, uh, Facebook, whatever it may be. You can find us there at play and slant and slan on Facebook at play and slan show on Twitter and the website, basementofdeath.com. All of our emails, not going to read them to you. Fill in a name at basementofdeath.com. <laughs> um, but yeah, so excellent. And uh, thank you guys for being on the microphone with me for 33 episodes. I know I can be a lot to handle in a tournament hall and even more to handle in a recording studio. So keep the dice rolling, the drinks on ice, and no matter what, keep playing and slaying. I had a sinus infection over the weekend. That sounds fun. Yeah. Whoa. That was fun. Was your snot all green? It was. Like electric. Did you feel like you were a grot? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw an orc this weekend. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Was it snot all green? No, a guy came to the star opening dressed like an orc. Oh. And one of his kids was a grot, and the other looked like a Cadian. But then at one point, the Cadian laid down on the floor, and I made a joke to somebody about Cadia stands. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty pleased with myself. <laughs> well, that's just laying there. Like, that's a softball. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they just they threw that out there for you. Like, you can't. You had, you had the big red <laughs> wiffle belt, wiffle bat. I was ready. I was like, can't wait till this kid stands up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Yes, Cadia oh. stands. Oh. I'll be here all day. Don't forget to tip your weight to staff and please try the pot roast. Mm-hmm.